cliffcentral.com. Here we have uh, our own correspondent, our own Minister of African Affairs, J.J. Cornish, and he's wearing his hat, especially for us this morning, Nabang. Look at that. He's wearing his hat. Isn't that great? Look at the man. J.J. Cornish, that looks terrific on you. Much better. Good morning. I just wore it so that I could doff it for Labang, who dealt uh, journalism, which is my livelihood a death blow, you know? Yeah. Every time you have somebody who says, I don't even bother to read the newspapers, I get a cold band of steel around the old wedding tackle because it's the most scary thing anybody can ever say. I've broken that habit and I don't need it. It'd be like a drug lord saying, you know, yeah. I, I've just gone off heroin. I can't stand it. Yeah. Well, the the real. Drug, How are you guys this morning? The real drug lords shouldn't uh, get high on their own supplies. Is the old rule anyway, JJ? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, journalism journalism isn't covering itself in glory these days, as evidenced by any cursory glance at the television or at the newspaper, frankly. And which newspaper? I mean, if we read IOL, we're just getting Iqbal serves propaganda. If we read. Um, the News 24, we're getting Adrian Basson's left-wing take on everything. It's very hard to figure out what is news and what is propaganda these days. I mean, even evidenced by my watching of the SABC last night. But let us focus. Who's actually reading it? Well, that's the point, Who's right? Who's reading it? You know, yeah. the, Pre- the Pretoria News used to sell 40,000 copies when I worked there. It now sells 1,300, 1,300 wow. copies. Wow. So who's reading it? I don't know. It's amazing, huh? Well, all of the all of them have yes. fallen uh, dramatically, but that sort of dr- dramatic fall, I don't know. Yeah, and and listen, obviously, some of it has to do with people using the internet and maybe being um, a little more tech savvy and perhaps finding alternative news formats. But a lot of it also lies at the feet of of the journalists themselves, who've really squandered um, their, their their kind of moral and intellectual capital over the last few years. It's very sad, but I know that there are good journalists, which is one of the reasons we come to you. And we like hearing yeah, from we, we, we used to tell you, we told you what you should be reading and thinking. <laughs> Do you remember when they brought, when, they, when the Rand Daily Mail fell because people stopped reading it? Yes. Then they brought it back. They brought back the Weekly Mail. Then they brought back yeah. the Daily Mail. Then people said, but hang on, once again, you know, you're telling us things like sin is bad. I thought we knew that. And they stopped yes, but- buying the Daily Mail. You know, so, I mean, at the end of the day, you can fool some of the people some of the time. But, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. I mean, don't tell people what you think they should know because they'll figure it out themselves, especially these days. They've got alternatives. Um, What we do want to know and what we love to do with you is to catch up on what's going on on the continent. It is brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. We look at what's happening with our immediate neighbors, with people a little bit far further north. Um, But all the African news that you could possibly handle in a couple of minutes with J.J. Cornish. And um, what do we got on today? Let's talk about Madagascar because we haven't been there for a long time. I love Madagascar, JJ, because the names are always very, very long. Antananarivo. Um, what was the guy who was in charge there? Here he writes one, Arimam Pianini. I'm the only South African journalist go. who could say the president's name. And I think that's why you called me on. <laughs> that's that's the, it. The, <laughs> say it again. And how about, how about Harry Rajwan Arimam Pianini? He took over from Andre, or he stood and beat Andre Rajolina. Andre Rajolina, yes. I don't remember his he name. Was he was a DJ. He was a DJ. Yeah, before becoming. But he was supposed to come here last week. Uh-huh. He didn't. He sent his uh, foreign minister, Richard Randria Mandrato, 
He wow. came and he spoke to Cyril Ramaphosa. Not an easy name to say that later one. But anyway, uh, about the blocking of uh, Airlink, the South African commercial airline. Uh-huh. Uh, when when Madagascar reopened after COVID uh, in March, the airlines were allowed back, but not Airlink. Why? So, you know, if you wanted to go to Madagascar, you had to fly via, I don't know, sometimes via Paris, if you or, oh my or, God. or, or via other countries. <clears throat> but a lot of African countries, you have to do this. But it really hurt Airlink and it hurt Madagascar quite badly because they rely on us for tourism. I mean, you know, they need they need a lot of South African tourists. It's a beautiful country, Gareth. I don't know if you've been there. It's absolutely amazing country with wonderful people. The thing is about Airlink, uh, the, the, the three envoys from Madagascar came into South Africa last year, bringing uh, 70 bars of gold. Oh, wow. Uh, that was 70, mil- 70 million rands worth of gold. Hmm. And... Uh, and they held the envoys and they held the gold because they didn't declare it. And $20,000 in cash. They've been holding on to this. And so we all thought that the block on Airlink was because, I mean, retaliation for this. But Mr. Randria Mandrato said, no, no, it's nothing to do with that. There was some, quotes housekeeping issues. Oh. You can use that next time you, you, yeah. you want to do something drastic and don't know exactly how to justify it. Just say it's right. housekeeping yes. and you'll get away with it. Uh, but he, he never explained that. But apparently, Airlink will get back. But uh, you know, I was speaking to diplomats very much in the know on on this one, and they were saying, "Well, the thing is that Rajolina doesn't like us uh, uh, because, of course, we did uh, uh, we did give uh, shelter to the uh, the former president, president the, that the president hosted, before yeah, him, yeah." Uh, yeah, and and so you know, so the, he doesn't like us. Mm. But the point is, they really can't do without us. They need us, so uh, they they they've had to rethink this. And I, w- I would uh, think I would think JJ, they need uh, Airlink more than Airlink needs them. I mean, Airlink flies flies to all kinds of countries. They're one of the few. In fact, I think they're the only successful airline that is actually operating at a profit at the moment in South Africa. Um, the only airline that flies, South African commercial airline that flies to Madagascar. Correct. I mean, they, they even managed to fly to places like St. Helena every now and then, which is pretty bizarre because, of course, that's a, on the west coast of, of Africa. It's the island that they imprisoned Napoleon on. I think that the, we're, the, we're the only country that sends a plane there. Um, otherwise, they get one ship twice a year. So, I mean, Airlink probably don't need Madagascar, but Madagascar need Airlink. Certainly, I think that's the case. They need, and they need us from South Africa. You know, they've got it's, it's a remarkable country built by the French, of course, so with all the accoutrement that the French would have put in there. But uh, really, really, I've been there as an election observer a couple of times, mm-hmm. and uh, it just is quite amazing. Um. Interesting history, too. I remember we did a blind uh, history episode on, on the queen of uh, Madagascar, who was uh, an amazing woman, Ravalo, Ravalo Manana or whatever her name was. I can't remember now because I can't pronounce the names so as well as you that's the president, former no, president. No, 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 no. There was another. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm trying to think of what her name was. And I'm, I may have it wrong. But anyway, the queen of Madagascar. And just what an interesting uh, – Rana, Rana Valona, sorry, is her name. Rana Valona. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this was a fascinating place. I mean, you, if you read a history book of Madagascar, you, you're not going to put it down in a hurry. It's quite, it's full of really interesting stuff and some quite brutal stuff too. Um, 
Let's look they at. Drive, they drive the little mm. the, the taxi drivers drive those little Citroen de chevaux. You know the 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 Lielika <laughs> Anki. The Dutch used to call them. I owned one in London, so I'm very fond of them. Oh wow! And to get into one of them as a taxi in in uh, Madagascar just fills my heart. And the, the, the capital is what Antananarivo. Antananarivo, yeah. Right, and um, but then they they shorten everything. They call it Tana. Okay. Know? All right. Well, listen. Yeah. I mean, it's a mouthful, so I can understand that. So talk about Kenya for a little bit, because that's another place which is hard to follow what's going on over there. I mean, I thought I knew what was happening uh, until quite recently. Now they've they've had an election, and the 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 new guy, what's his name? The 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 the, the yeah. new presidential candidate who's trying to legalize Dacha. What's his name? This dude. Well, they have they have they have an election coming up. Yes. And Raila Odinga, forty three percent of the poll uh, uh, projected, and uh, uh, William Ruto, thirty nine percent. So they are running neck and neck. Okay. And uh, there's a number of candidates, but this man, Professor, because he has some legal training, mm-hmm. George Wajakoya. He's sixty eight right. years old and dresses well. He dresses. Uh, uh, you know, I think he called somebody with a goatee and wispy hair, which is what oh, I wow. have too. Okay. And uh, we, so we all dress alike. And he does this on television a lot, you know. Oh. I suppose that means Johnny Zoll. I'm not you sure. You really have uh, been observing says, him closely. <laughs> we should. Oh, yeah, well, you can't help it. But And, and he, he's got 4% of the support. Yeah. So, but why is that important? Well, you look at the other figures I've gave you: thirty-nine, uh, thirty-nine, and forty-three. Four percent could be the kingmaker between the two of them, wow. and they and and they are losing votes to disaffected young people. And this man, as I say, dresses like Bob Marley and says, "I'm going to allow legal. I'm going to legalize marijuana and allow it for medicinal use. Also, I'm going to allow the sale of snake poison." Very, very lucrative. If you sell that around the world, you'd make a buck or two. And hmm. hyena testicles. Now, I'm not very sure important. exactly what you can do with those. It might be a might be a sort of an aperitif, something you eat with a cocktail. I don't know. Sure. I, I'm vegetarian, so I'm, <clears throat> I, I oppose you know the eating of any testicles. But uh, whether that's going to make whether that's going to fix Kenya's balance of payments uh, problem, I don't know. But uh, George. Wajakoya is uh, is a very worrying factor for both Rilo Odinga and William Ruto at the stage, mm. uh, but it does add a bit of colour to that election campaign. Now, uh, when when Kenyatta stepped aside, is is he is his heir apparent? This uh, it's obviously not Odinga, so it's the other guy, Rata. No, no. Surprisingly, he fought Odinga so badly yes. that they had the huge violence there. But he he has endorsed Raila Odinga. Oh, William wow. Ruto was his was his deputy, huh. and he's kept saying, "Look, I don't know what I've done to piss this guy off, but you know that's a bit uncool, isn't it, to to turn to somebody else?" But uh, you know, so it's a, it's a very very colourful election indeed, and and of course a very important country in Africa. What what's uh, what's the going price for a you know hyena testicles these days? I mean, how do we even what do we what do we think we should pay for that? And and he wants to legalize well, I, this. It's illegal. I think if you have them, um, <laughs> you, you know, strewn with snake spit, it'll be a lot more expensive than if you use or snake venom. Uh, I think that's the more ex- expensive one, but I don't know. As I say, it's. Uh, it's 50 years since wow. I last ate a hyena testicle, so it's I just don't know the time. current price. 
Well, um, finally, let's just look at the African Union. And uh, there was a summit in Lusaka. What have what have we achieved at that uh, African Union summit in Osaka, in Lusaka rather in Zambia? What did they What did they come out of it with? What have we decided the the AU is good for? Well, you know, you were you were quite nasty about multilateral fora earlier today, and, yeah. and princes who address it and so on. So mm. when I use um, accelerate integration and mm. promote value to raw materials increased industrializations, you know, general terms that don't really mean much uh, in, in practical language, uh, you're just going to get irritated again. There was an inter- um, effectively uh, 55 of the, oh, 51 of the 55 foreign ministers met beforehand, but only eight of the actual heads of state were there because, you know, that was the economic communities of Africa and so on. Uh, there was a, uh, there was a, an inter- and, and, and they just spoke in these kind of generalities. You know, they do have this agenda 2063 which means that they can say what they like because in 2063, neither you or I, I mean, we're both going to be dancing on air by then. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can, you can actually claim Lebang, to be Lebang might still be here. She'll still be here. Um, she'll be alive and well in 2063. But not if she keeps dissing mm-hmm. newspapers. But, but JJ, <laughs> JJ, what is JJ? Come on, forgive me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to my question. Like the, the AU. What is it good for? Ah, I'm not going to use. I'm not going to close that line. No, but you, you can do it. You know, there was there was a nice power play, and I love those sort of things with uh, with Morocco. They, you know, they came back to. They ran out on the outwell with the, on its predecessor, Organization of African Unity, mm. when it recognized Western Sahara, and yes. they finally kind of brown nosed their way back in in 2017. Yeah. Uh, happily, by this time, South Africa has taken a very supportive line on Western Sahara. So, what they're planning to do is get in, make enough friends, buy enough friends, which is not what you can do when you have an, econ- uh, an economy you know, built on prostitution and dacha and oranges. But nevertheless, buy as many as you can and then get Western Sahara expelled. So they had another bash at that by kind of indicating that not all African Union members should be invited to TICAB. That's the Japanese grouping that hmm. deals with Africa, Tokyo International Conference on African wow. Development. That's the TICAD of- meeting is going to be held in Dakar next month. And they tried to say, well, only some members could be invited. Uh, and uh, happily, not one single country supported them. So they got knocked back. And South Africa said, hey, you, you're trying to get Western Sahara excluded. If Western Sahara is not invited to anything African, we're not going to it, huh. and uh, so there they go. Well, so they got knocked back. That was you good know to what? See. I'm glad to see that um, that South Africa's international relations department is actually standing up for something, even if it is the Western Sahara, which I don't know that they're a major economic partner of ours or anything else. But at least we're standing up for something, right? We haven't done this for a while. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think we do occasionally, but certainly on Western Sahara, we're militant, and that's fabulous. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm I'm very very pleased that we had you on this morning. I would never have known about the the hyena testicles. Just say the president of Madagascar's name again, so we can all try and remember that. The the former president, Harry Rajwan Ariman Pianini. <laughs> that's, that that's the one. That's the one. See, we that, learn, that's easy. We learn something new every day, and uh, especially when when JJ Cornish is on. JJ, thank you so much for your time. It's always good uh, to have you on the show, and we appreciate your insights into this amazing and fascinating continent that we live on.
Lovely being with you. Thank you. JJ Cornish, you, JJ. everybody. JJ brought to you by the Johannesburg Business School. And you can join us in about two weeks' time for another episode of African Analysis. Cliffcentral.com.